This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the broadcast. My name is Adam Ritz, and... Lo and behold, right in front of me, live and in person in studio, is Mr. Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. Hi, Adam. <laughs> the world's oldest hippie is now live in the studio. I can't hide in my closet. I am so happy that we are together face-to-face. It's been over two years since we've done this in studio, even though we did do a face-to-face show a few weeks ago, we did a live uh, broadcast uh, to support the uh, the BOA, which was the Brownsburg Older Alliance. Uh, I'm sorry, Brownsburg Older Adult Alliance. Yes. We uh, supported that cause by doing this show live at a comedy event that you performed at. But outside of that, we have not been in studio together uh, in over two years since uh, what I call Black Friday, which was Friday the 13th, March 13th of 2020. When the world seemed to fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny? You know, you think back on all those moments. And for me, it's a situation of sometimes you don't realize how much time has passed. I mean, I haven't physically been near this studio for uh, over a year. Yeah. So it's just like you go, it's just uh, we're, we're dealing with the new norm. And uh, it keeps sort of playing out. I think the great news is, uh, and we've been extra careful on this show to avoid politics, because we're public service guys, and I love public service. I, I always have. But um, Who'd you vote for? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what religion are you? I, I caught you. Did I catch you? <laughs> I'm a Methodist. I voted independent. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's a situation where uh, I am hoping – that for America's sake, we are sort of winding down from the pandemic. Because as you said, it's just a joy. We were at that comedy event. And thankfully, you know, people were being respectful of distances. Mm -hmm. But we didn't see any mass. And we weren't being rebels and renegades. It's just a group of people. I'm out on a Saturday night. I want to have a good time for crying out loud. I've followed all these rules. I've been as safe as I could be. I've gotten all the recommendations that you've you've said I should do. Now I want to have a good time. And I'm sure I'm not the only American that feels that way. Well, a couple of things have happened here recently this week um, that I've personally witnessed that, uh, like you said, it's just a great sign that things may be getting back to normal. And I know a lot of people have felt like it's been back to normal for quite some time. I mean, we returned to work uh, a year ago. Um, you, however, have not been in studio in two years. So, like you said, you've been in your closet on the phone from your home studio on this show, and now you're finally here. And uh, for our listeners, you describe yourself describe yourself as the hippie. Um, our employees here at the station may or may not recognize you because you let your hair go. You've got the beard. I mean, that is uh, you it's could, a look. You could be a, a major league pitcher with that beard. <laughs> And you've, I don't want to say you've let yourself go. You have let yourself groan. You are a new man. But anyway, a couple of things have happened that I've witnessed this week is one, Jay Baker is sitting in the studio with me face to face. It's a great place to be. Uh, two, uh, Melissa and I are um, planning on taking a trip uh, to Cancun. 
uh, sometime in the next 12 months. And we have been there uh, about a year ago. And when we left Cancun, Mexico, there was a process to get uh, a COVID test to get back into the United States. And the resorts down there, they go out of their way to make this easy on you. They want your tourism. They depend on your dollars. So, they make it easy. And even though they made it easy, it was still cumbersome. I mean, we had to, during our quote-unquote vacation, when we just want to relax, we actually had to do homework. Like, we had to go to the lobby and register for our time. We had to, a day before we left, go in the middle of the day get in line to get the COVID test. So, our last day could not just be one full day of relaxation. We actually had to go have a a seven-inch swab shoved in our nostrils. Schnoz. Um, So, the the quickness of that line was about an hour. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had to wait an hour. Then the the test itself was another half an hour, so ninety minutes in the middle. Of the, it was just a pain. Right. And you know, you do what you, you do what you have to do. I'm, I'm not complaining, and I'm certainly you know fortunate to be able to be able to have a vacation at all. Uh, but we just got word this week that um, there is no more COVID test required to re-enter the United States from Mexico. So that is that is a big sign. Yes, and I think that that is good news. You know, with the way all these things have played out, you know, we've seen bird flu and we've seen flu epidemics and and all that. And I know this was a completely different beast. I am not an epidemiologist, but it's just encouraging to see people saying, "Look, uh, take whatever self responsibility you feel comfortable with." Many of the airlines don't even require masking anymore, but a number of passengers feel more comfortable with the mask. Sure. For me, I'm entirely neutral on the subject. If you'd like to wear a mask or not wear a mask, totally fine with me. I'd prefer no one sneeze in my face, but we had that well before the pandemic because you and I did a couple of shows on we would be in certain crowds because being in the line of work we're in, we're around crowds, and you're shuffling forward and somebody eight feet in front of you sneezes, you and I know, you got to walk through that eight feet of air. <laughs> Brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. You're so right. Pre-pandemic, that, these were, yeah. that was an issue that, that you were still cognizant of. Uh, and I want to be careful. Around you. I really do want to be careful because I don't want to upset anybody. But I think we've had a little bit of a fatigue on this. So it's really good, I think, to see us emerge on the other end. And if nothing else, it's made us more cognizant to be appreciative of the social situations that we find ourselves in, uh, pick them wisely, and then exhibit some self-responsibility. So, the third thing that happened this week uh, that really exemplifies that this uh, the worst of this is behind us is, and I'm not a concert goer like I used to be. I mean, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I was out at the, uh, the oh, concerts sure. every night. Most of it was for my job. We were broadcasting live at a concert or whatever, backstage doing interviews in the green room. But now I'm uh, I'm well into my 50s. I enjoy my couch. I enjoy my own HVAC. <laughs> <laughs> um, a sweaty crowd on a summer night at yes. an co- outdoor concert. I'll take my air conditioner any day over that, um, especially this week with the heat oh, we've seen. Yes. But it was announced this week that there are no longer um, COVID. Um, what are the note card? The cards, like you, the yeah, um, the vaccine, the cards. vaccine card. Yes, the, you had to prove that you had the vaccine to get into this major venue in our area. And they, I know, that just recently, for example, they had. 
uh, Loverboy and Sticks and uh, who was the other classic rocker that was Lover there Boy, that night? Sticks and Journey. Um, oh, it, no, uh, Journey was um, out with somebody else. Journey and Toto was recently. Uh, but it was Loverboy sticks and like a, you know Ario Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon. There we yeah. go. Yes. So I don't know if if I think I got the email after that show. So everybody mm-hmm. that went to that show, twenty plus thousand people, had to have a vaccine card. Right. Now you don't. So um, you know, for people listening, uh, maybe check out your area, your venues, see what the status is now on vaccine cards. If you have to present them at the door, if you don't, if you've been waiting for that to let up a little bit before you got out. Uh, we're in that time frame now. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, and things are changing as we sort of move forward. You mentioned uh, tremendous heat, and that's a great point because so many of these summer concerts, the heat might keep you away before the crowd might. Uh, By the time you hear our show, some 70-plus million Americans are living in an area where there is a heat advisory, which means potentially dangerous heat and humidity. And, you know, the feels-like temperature. Obviously, this can affect older people because they're less able to deal with the heat. But here's a surprising note getting ready for the show today. Believe it or not, children, and you would think, well, children, they're so adaptable. You know, it's like, uh, you know, when we were kids, hey, you know, you'd touch anything, put your hand in your mouth. It did you fine. Look at you now. (laughs) Rub some dirt on it. Right. You're fine. You know, uh, you sprained your wrist. Uh, At least it's not broken. You know, all that good stuff when you were a kid. But kids, surprisingly, because they don't have a well-developed respiratory system just yet, it's more difficult for them to deal with heat. So ironically, if you've got a kid that's playing sports in hot weather, you have to be careful. It doesn't mean be so cautious that the minute the child breaks a sweat, you know, you're you're rushing him into an ambulance. But I thought that that was very interesting because uh, that's what today's show is about is about heat. Well, you mentioned uh, sports, and I know um, we're not even into the uh, really terrible month of August yet, but I I know from when I played high school and college football, there are a lot of student-athletes that have uh, tragedies during the month of August during two a days. Remember those two right. a days? Some school, I mean, in co- at the college level, it's three a days. Uh, now, at the college level, you're more likely to have a, a full um, training staff to keep you hydrated and work on your nutrition and even have indoor practice. And you have an indoor practice facility if it's too hot out or muggy or humid outside. But at high school level, especially in the South, you're talking Florida, Georgia in August. Uh, there are a lot of tragedies. This is, and, yes. and I think we're going to see. Uh, hopefully not, but we may see some um, issues early, this early in the summer with these he- temperatures we're having with kids playing outside. Even if it's not an organized sport, if you're just outside playing, uh, maybe they're not in tune with the the way a parent's responsibility would be to keep them hydrated. If they're playing in the backyard for five, six, seven hours without the garden hose on, and that's when the heat exhaustion can set in, they could collapse, pass out, and and really tragedy can hit. So parents listening uh, this week or anytime this summer when the temperatures reach the triple digits, really keep an eye on your little ones as they're outside playing. Keep them uh, hydrated, keep the sunscreen on them, 
maybe you know pump up that air conditioner and just have a basement day. Right. Have a movie day in the basement. It was funny you said that. Uh, one of our local news channels said, I highly recommend not going outside today unless you are less than 300 feet away from a pool. <laughs> and I thought that was well put. That's the only reason to go out is to walk to that pool and walk straight back. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, don't go outside unless you're 300 feet away from being inside somewhere else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if your house or, is 300 feet away. You're 300 feet from a pool or some other building with air conditioning. Well, when I did the research for this, this is interesting. The duh is you sweat and, you know, the the evaporation of that sweat is what cools you off. We've all experienced that. But ironically, when you sweat, you dehydrate yourself to at least a small degree. So it sets up a circle of I'm sweating, now I'm dehydrating, I'm sweating, now I'm dehydrating. And you get to a certain point, and I know this makes it sound like you're going to drop dead immediately. It's not like that. But there are two main heat uh, and they call them uh, heat-related injury that you have to watch out for. And I'll share this with you on the Please. Adam Rich Show. I think that we could help somebody sort of guide them. The two main are heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Have you heard both of those phraseologies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And heat exhaustion is the less uh, dangerous of the two, but heat exhaustion can lead to heat stroke. So basically, let's say you're out working in the yard or you're at a sporting event or you're participating in sports and you uh, find yourself dizzy or thirsty or all of a sudden you're really, really heavily sweating. Has that ever happened to you? The heavy sweat, you know instantly that that's not good. I'm pitting out right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think I need to hydrate. All these, these, by the way, are just you and I on a regular Friday night back in our radio (laughs) rattlesnake days. But, uh, you know, on a more serious note, if you feel nausea, if you feel weakness, they say to act fast, you should move... uh, yourself or the person into a cooler area, loosen clothing. That helps a lot. You don't need to necessarily remove anything, but definitely make sure shirt collars open, sleeves are rolled up, uh, sip cool water. And it does say seek medical help if there's no improvement. So let's say you have that heavy, heavy sweating. You move inside, it's cooler. All of a sudden, man, I'm not feeling any better. Had a very good friend that uh, was at a major sporting event in the Midwest had never had a heat problem once in his life, was sitting up in the stands. They were aluminum stands on an 80-degree day, and all of a sudden he said, I don't feel well. By the time his buddies walked him downstairs, because thankfully his friends took it seriously, they talked to a paramedic at the base of the steps, and he goes, yeah, he goes, you really chose wisely to come down here. And they sat him in an air-conditioned area, gave him cool water, and he was okay. But here's a paramedic saying, no, you made a wise choice because yeah. you and I know throughout much of our lives, you'd be like, eh, walk it off. Right, yeah. You know, or it's, it's like, hot. hey, Adam doesn't feel well. Hey, when you're downstairs, bring me up a soft drink. Yeah. You know, <laughs> give me a pretzel. <laughs> yeah, give uh, me a pretzel. Yeah. Don't get the salt one, get the mustard. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, we really don't pay attention to the clues. And that's kind of why I've, I've, I've always enjoyed doing this show because as I read through this again, this is all stuff. 
believe it or not, we covered in Boy Scouts of all things. For sure. But yeah. Boy Scouts, you have to know because you're doing the summer camp thing and mm-hmm. you're literally outside all day and you're a young person. So your ability to handle heat isn't what you think because ordinarily, I, wouldn't you go, it's a bunch of 12 year old kids. They're tough as nails. Don't worry. Right. But and, you have to be aware. And something that pops in my head is, and, you know, granted, I'm, I'm no doctor and I'm, uh, I lean more on the novice side of things. Uh, but sunstroke and sunburn and sun skin cancer and all th- that part of a hot day and or health issues is a completely different issue than heat exhaustion and heat strokes. So that's very I, accurate. I would I would say um, you know your buddy uh, in the stadium. I mean I've been in a stadium as a fan, and if you're on the side of the stadium facing the as the sun's setting and you know, you just wish you were on the other side of the stadium yes. where the shadow is, where the, where everybody's in the shade, and you're like, I am dying. I'm sweating to death. I'm dying. The sun is right in my face. Um, if the conditions are right and the sun is that intense and it's a near 90 degree day, yes, that that's the recipe for disaster. Uh, I think it's along those same lines. Important to note to note that on a cloudy day, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, still a risk. If it's yes. that hot and humid. It doesn't have to be sunny for these risks to to be part to be part of your life. No, absolutely accurate, and that leads us to heat stroke. And the reason why we kind of kept this one as last is this is the one where not only do you have to act fast, but if you have any reason to believe that either you or someone is in, involved having heat stroke, you need to call nine one one. And doesn't that always sound extreme, doesn't yeah. it? Really call 911. No, 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 I'm going to be fine. But if you have confusion, dizziness, and a loss of consciousness, that's obviously a very serious heat-related response. Call 911. Uh, not only should you move uh, the person into a cooler location, but they literally tell you. Now, you know, we're, I'm not saying this would be funny. You should start taking some of their clothes off. You need to get that air to their skin. And you need to then cool them either with water or ice, because in the case of heat stroke, it can cause death or it can cause serious long-term health problems. And to me, mm-hmm. when I was reading through this again, because I was just kind of reminding myself, I thought, boy, it's a super hot day. Let's do a show about heat on the Adam Rich Show. It's like rereading this stuff. You go, that's very serious. And you know, sometimes we don't take things as seriously as we should. I uh, today, in fact, before you got to the studio, um, Taylor, our producer, he and I walked. I mean, two blocks maybe. We walked two blocks to get a smoothie, and what a great day to have uh, a smoothie for lunch. Uh, and in w- walking, I'm telling you, it was so hot. We were like, before we left, we were like, ah, it's not that bad out. No, you know, and we only got to walk two blocks. Right, uh, and you know, let's save. Save the gas money, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is another story. <laughs> which which would have been even with these gas prices, only eight cents worth of gas to go two right. blocks. Uh, but we walked, and on on the way there and on the way back, I mean, it was it was stifling. Yes. It was hard to breathe, and it makes you think like uh, uh, the less fortunate that uh, that are homeless, uh, stuck outside, maybe don't have a vehicle, don't, don't, uh, do walk to work, uh, depend on, uh, city transit and have to stand outside and wait for the next train or the next bus. Um, it's enough to make you think 
we need to keep our eye out for our neighbor yes. and our fellow man. Um, I know I have my next door neighbor is definitely an elderly woman. She is not the most approachable or friendly person. Uh, in fact, her and I have been neighbors for 17 years now, and we have never spoken to each other. Isn't that odd? Well, odd, um, but yes, I know what you mean. About now I that. know I'm. I like to think I'm approachable and friendly. Well, you're, but so, said, you're so tall and you have a big chin, but I don't outside know, of that, you are approachable. I don't know if I scare her or what, but she, <laughs> she it's not just me. So on our cul-de-sac, she won't speak to anyone hmm. except for one woman four houses down. I'm going to make sure I see that woman this week, maybe today, and say, have you checked on her? Yes. Um, because they do speak and they do... Uh, talk to each other and they share stories and I've seen them on the sidewalk talk but uh, outside of this one woman she won't speak to any of us so I'm definitely going to have to talk to the second woman of the story here to talk to the first woman to make sure she's okay because I don't know if she has air conditioning I don't know what's going on in her house I don't know how hot it is in there Uh, and much like you said about the youth and how um, you know vulnerable they are to the heat the elderly is as well and this will affect this weekend millions of Americans all the way from Nebraska to Texas, spread out through the Gulf. Most of this is expected to move to the east, so your area may not specifically have a heat advisory this weekend. But be aware if they post one that it should be something that you sort of bear in mind if you're out running errands. Even if you say, hey, we're going to go to the farmer's market or we're going to do this or we're going to go to a concert. Not trying to get you to not go to the concert, just Mm -hmm. say to yourself, boy, my form of hydration at said concert ought to be lots of water and put a wet towel on my neck and enjoy the show because before concerts were split a bottle of wine, you know, have a charcuterie board, woo, yeah, (laughs) go to the hospital. (laughs) You know, you don't want that. So, you know, Jay, I was looking at the map today uh, just to look at the temperatures and uh, I saw that in, you know, Minnesota, it was hotter than it was in Fort Myers, Florida. Yes. And the summer in Florida is brutal. It is so hot. And the temperatures in southwest Florida were in mid to low 90s today, 93, 94. And the temperatures in Minnesota were 95 to 98. That is just crazy. Yes, it is. Uh, and the other thing I noticed is that uh, the temperatures today in the Seattle, uh, Bellingham, Washington area were in the high 50s and low 60s. So it just shows you the variance of weather across the United States yeah. on any given day. And it, and it also sort of triggers in my head what we were just talking about with my neighbor, to check on your elderly neighbor. If you are um, listening to this show and it's a nice cool day where you are, or it's not that hot, or it's, a, it's sunny and 75, perfect golf weather, uh, and your grandma lives in southern Minnesota, where it's going to be 96 degrees, uh, give her a call. Shoot her a text. See how she's, make sure she's okay. Yeah. Uh, We need to get through periods like this together. And I I know, um, you know, when you're uh, on the other side of the country, your family and friends can seem so far away and you maybe don't even know, you know, if you're on the 18th green and it's 73 degrees where you are, 
you don't know that someone that's very close to your yes. heart is having a terrible day and may be close to getting hurt. Absolutely. Because of this heat, it's just unbelievable. It is. And as you said, when you look through temperatures, also you have to factor in humidity. And they've always said that if you go over the combination of temperature plus humidity, add them together, and you're over 150, that's potentially when you need to really start looking out for things. Because what they pointed out was, let's say you only have 60 degrees, but you have 80% humidity. Or the flip of that, you know, it's an 80 degree day, but it's only about 40% or so humidity. You know, those are the time periods when you're just starting to creep into the danger zone because 80 degree day as the humidity goes up during the day. Once that humidity gets past 60, you're, you're potentially in an area where you need to be concerned. That humidity, man. If, you, if you've oh. ever been to uh, Phoenix, uh, Vegas on a 110 degree day, uh, imagine if it had the humidity. Oh yes, uh, along with it. So, um, well, uh, and and you know, you and I have had the good fortune, as you said, to travel. Uh, you and I have been to a couple locations where, quite literally, stuff never totally dries, whether it comes out of the dryer <laughs> yeah. or, or, you know, what I always like to do on vacation is wear one shirt in the morning, one in the afternoon, because you can wear it a little longer. Yeah. But when you go back to that shirt and it's still a little damp, you're <laughs> like, oh my, <laughs> that's called humidity, kids. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, my, my driveway, I noticed when I left to go to work this morning, my driveway, it had not rained. And my driveway was wet. Yeah. Uh, and it was just wet and almost slippery with the humidity that yes. was just caked onto my driveway. <laughs> well, and the weird thing is, we're doing this show literally two days ago. It was one of the nicest mornings in our town. It had just rained overnight, it was cool, mm-hmm. slightly moist grass. Windows I couldn't were open. Get the, I couldn't get the dog to come back in. The dog's like, hey, look at this. This afternoon, I go let the dog out. He was like, let me back in. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like it's so weird that it can change that quickly. So your point's well taken is really be aware of your neighbors, your relatives, your check-in on them, especially in this weather. And you do feel for, as you said, people who just don't have uh, you know, the resources to be in an air-conditioned structure. Now, this weekend is also Father's Day weekend. And a big tradition with uh, me, my kids, my family is to go to my sister's pool. So there's a little double whammy there. We're not only going to go celebrate Father's Day, but we're hitting the pool. So I think anybody that has a pool, um, God bless you, because everybody you know is going to be at your house uh, this week and this weekend. Yeah. And uh, don't you go, because of the Adam Rich show, Dad, I must keep you moist all afternoon. So you get one of those huge sponges, car wash sponge, and just keep <laughs> After yeah. a while, he'll hit you, because he was in the Marine Corps, and he'll go, would you knock it off? He'd rather be hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I'm going to have a good uh, Father's Day with my dad and my kids. Um, uh, do you have anything planned this weekend? You know, I don't. Uh, my father has passed away, but being the uh, father left over in my family, I always kid when they say, what are you going to do on Father's Day? I go, sit back, relax, and let the gifts flow over me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's like that movie, you know, when they said to the Lebowski, really? No. 
that won't be happening. So yeah, no, that won't really be happening. But it sounds good, doesn't it? Well, I hope that they, uh, your kids. Uh, well, they're they're not going to hear this show before Father's Day because most of our stations air this on Father's Sunday, Day, which will yeah. be Father's Day. So somehow you need to uh, give them a hint uh, through text or something, a little voicemail. Gotta and drop say, hey, that big what are you hint. doing this weekend? I'll be at home on Father's Day if you want to stop by. Don't you always send a little text out to your kids? You might be wondering what events will be happening in June. Let's not forget Flag Day or Father's Day or this day or that day or International Peace Day. It's all happening in June. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say Father's Day? What was I thinking? Yeah. So, yeah, it. It, it is a good time, though. And uh, it does just fall into that category. I'm just glad to hear from my kids because I know how busy they are. I have a, a date this Saturday night. I got the text today from my oldest daughter asking me if I was available for a daddy-daughter nice. uh, Father's Day dinner. So, uh, one of my daughters is taking me to uh, some sort of Father's Day dinner on Saturday night. My other daughter is out of the country on a college internship, which this nice. will be, now that I think about it, oh my gosh, this is she's t- almost 20. This is my first Father's Day without her. This is, I'm, I'm depressed now. Well, now I'm sad. Isn't it amazing when they grow up and then they're not there for something positive? <laughs> they grow up and they leave. <laughs> Is it my That's time, actually good. It's That's always, actually good. Yeah, always. Brother three can't be here for Father's Day. Why? Uh, you don't want to know. I mean, it's like <laughs> not that he was arrested or anything, but it, it was for nothing ever any positives. You know, it's like oh, I think he got his girlfriend pregnant. I don't know. You know, so, you know, so, so see your daughter's out doing something positive. Then he's going to be able to enjoy Father's Day if that happened. Uh, all right, Jay. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights on uh, the heat. Uh, I'm sure that won't be the last time we discuss heat or the heat index or heat stroke or heat exhaustion because it is only June and we still have 90 days plus of hot weather in front of us. So, uh, in the coming weeks, we'll do some updates on heat, maybe some heat advice and how to get through this summer. Uh, beyond that, you can catch up with us online, adamritzshow.com. That's where the website it has all the uh, shows, past and present, in podcast form. You can listen to any of them, any of them uh, anytime you like. And I'm on Twitter if you want to check it out, at Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.